0: It was 6th grade, Mr. Powell's class, 6th grade. And they were planning a special program for the entire school on Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Abraham Lincoln's birthday. They needed someone to be Abraham Lincoln. I was tall and skinny and with a stovepipe hat made out of construction paper and a, and a wool or cotton fake beard dyed black. I made a pretty fair Abraham Lincoln, i got to say. It was my expectation to quote the Gettysburg Address before the whole student body on Abraham Lincoln's birthday. You talk about scared. Uh, That was hard. I was nervous. And I don't think I did a very good job of it at, at that. But that memorization, memorizing that and then being able to quote it back, that was a real challenge. Now, it wasn't my first experience with trying to memorize things. Ever since I was a kid and in grades, uh, in Bible classes at church, we were expected to memorize. We were expected to memorize the books of the Bible. We were, we were expected to memorize the apostles. And we were expected to memorize memory verses. And so there had been some emphasis on memorizing far before my experience as Abraham Lincoln in the school program. Kids are expected to memorize things. But you know what's sort of sad, I guess, is that when we become adults, we quit memorizing. You know, you're expected to memorize. Even here at College View, we expect the kids to memorize verses and be able to answer questions based upon those memorized verses. But for some reason, as adults, we stop emphasizing that. I want to tell you, I think that's a big mistake. That's a mistake. You know what happened to me about the Gettysburg Address? I worked hard to memorize that thing, but within a couple weeks after I stopped practicing it, I had forgotten it completely. And if you expected me to give it today, quote the Gettysburg Address today, I could not do it. I couldn't even begin to do it because I stopped emphasizing memorizing that. And I think that, that all of us, when we stop emphasizing memorizing parts of the Word of God, we're setting ourselves up for trouble. We ought to make it an emphasis. And so today, for our lesson... I want to talk with you some about memorizing Scripture. Uh, And and we'll talk for some of the reason why in just a minute. But I think there's great value in that for us all. And so as this new year begins, here we are on the very first Lord's Day of a new year. One of the things we want to emphasize is memorizing Scripture. Before we get to that, thanks for being here. The weather, it looks like, is already beginning to change. They say we're going to have a, a great change in weather even today. Uh, But we're here in a comfortable, warm place and being able to join together with others of like precious faith. It's a great blessing. We're glad that you're here. For any and all who are visiting with us, thanks for coming. Please come again. We're always open to questions. If we can help you with Bible study, by all means, let us know. Memorizing Scripture. The elders have asked that we make this an emphasis in the new year. And so this lesson today basically is to both introduce and plead the importance of a new program that we're going to try to implement with memory verses, not just for the kids. You know, the kids have been working on memory verses for some time, but those of us who are adults, the emphasis will be for us all to memorize Scripture. Each week, we're going to have a new memory verse. We're going to post it up here on this uh, little whiteboard at the front, just to remind you. It's going to be in the bulletin each week. Just to remind you, and I don't know if you noticed uh, on the screen, it just after the reading, the memory verse for the week was there. But all the reminders in the world won't do any good if you don't put it into practice. And so I want to encourage each of you to work hard memorizing the verses. We're going to try to have a new one each week. At the end of the year, think of that. Think of the fact that you would have 52 verses committed to memory. I wonder how many here this morning could say that you are there already that you have those many verses committed to memory. Not many, if any of us, could say that. So this is a good thing. We're going to be memorizing Scripture. We're going to start out with the very simple verses that correspond to the plan of salvation. Now, here's, here's what's interesting. A lot of these young kids could stand up right now and quote these verses to us by memory. But I'm guessing that a lot of adults this morning couldn't quote those same verses. Now, I'm not saying that to make you feel bad. I'm just saying... We ought to do better than that, and we can. And so that's going to be where we're going to start. We're going to start out. Our first verses will be the easy ones that us, that relate to the plan of salvation. And so this week, our memory verse is Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. We need to know that. And so we'll start there. Now, why would we make this emphasis? Why emphasize memorizing the Scripture? Well, first of all... We need to emphasize the scripture because the Bible itself is unique among all the books that exist in the world. God the creator, the one who made everything in the physical universe that we can see and behold, uh, has chosen to speak to us. To speak to us, he has spoken to us through his word. He cares to speak to us and we should listen. The Bible is God's word, fully inspired and infallible. A verse that we often reference this is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, where it says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. We've explained before, but I think it's so important for us to understand this inspiration process. The word inspired there in 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 means literally breathed out. And so all Scripture is given as though breathed out by God. God breathed out these words. And what that means is, in a very literal sense, is that they are His words spoken by Him. When we say words, we breathe out in order to make the sound, to produce the word, to make speech. You have to exhale. You breathe out. And God breathed out. These words are in the Bible. The words are there because God wanted them to be there. And as a result, we have... A finished product that is thorough, uh, the King James says, throughly or completely furnishing us to all good works. If it is a good work that God wants you to be doing, it's found in the Scripture. And so we have the Bible. It's God's Word. It's complete. It's thorough. It's fully inspired. It's infallible. And in fact, it provides the only way that we can know what God wants us to do. Everybody has opinions, and there are certainly a lot of opinions in the religious world. Uh, even even beyond opinions, there are creeds that men have written. You know, they've sat down and written out their own set of rules and guidelines. So opinions and creeds are followed by lots of people, but the Word of God really is the only way that we know what He wants us to do. In the text that Zach read for us earlier from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 through 13, we won't take time to read all of that again, but Paul is making an argument here, and the argument is basically this. You can't read a person's mind. He says, for what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? You can't know what I'm thinking. I can't know what you are thinking unless you choose to tell me what you're thinking and I choose to tell you, right? You can't read a person's mind. Sometimes we think we can. I've often said Cindy thinks she can read my mind, but she misses it a lot, you know. I'll say something and she tries to read something into that that I didn't mean, maybe. She can't read my mind. If, if anybody in the world could, she could, but she can't perfectly. We just can't read each other's mind. You have to tell someone what's on your mind. That's what Paul is saying here. And he, he goes on to say, Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. But notice, we've received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God. God revealed His will to us in the Scriptures. I and mean, that's really an amazing thing that we should be so thankful for. Wouldn't it be awful to be sitting here on planet Earth looking out in the vast expanses of the universe and say, there must be some being who made all of this. But I don't know anything about him. I don't know what he wants. I have no idea what he wants me to be doing. That'd be pretty sad. That'd be very sad, in fact. But that's not the case. The mighty Creator has revealed Himself to us and told us what He wants us to do. And it's in the Bible. That being the case, we should cherish it. It should be special to us. In fact, uh, the Bible should be a delight to us. And the Scriptures tell us that. Um, think about this message from God, that He actually chose to reveal Himself. If that is the case, then we should not just ignore the Bible, Leave it set on a shelf somewhere. A preacher friend of mine years ago referred to a Bible. He said it was the KJV-CTE Bible. Now, can you imagine what that stands for? KJV, King James Version, CTE, Coffee Table Edition. You know, that the Bible is something you set on the coffee table. It's sort of decoration and you dust it off when you're dusting other things in the house, but it's just there to take up space. No, it shouldn't be that way. It should be something very special to us, a delight to our soul. Years ago, when we made our first trips to Russia, uh, it was very hard to, to get communications back and forth. In fact, the first trip over there, it was a full month before we could even make the first contact back home. And that was pretty hard, you know, uh, not to be able to be in touch with people you love back home. Well, on our second trip over there, we found out that although it was really hard to make a telephone call, you could send faxes. And so we got a number, and we sent a fax, and Cindy and the kids made up a fax and sent it back. I want to tell you, that fax was special. I didn't just look at it and lay it aside. I mean, I cherished that fax. It was from home. It was from loved ones. I read it over and over again, and I didn't throw it away. Something special from an important person. Well, that's what we got in the Bible. And it should be a delight to our soul. It should be so special to us. In Psalm chapter 1, verse 1 beginning, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. The wise man has his delight in the law of the Lord, and he meditates upon it regularly. In Jeremiah chapter 15, Verse 16, thy word wasn't to me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart, for I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. What about that? Jeremiah said, thy word wasn't to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Can you honestly say the same? And if that is true, if we really hold the Bible to have that special place in our lives, do you act accordingly? Do you read it regularly? Do you memorize sections of it? If it really is the joy and rejoicing of your heart, you would do that, wouldn't you? I think so. I think we all should. And so, when it comes to memorizing Scripture, the basis of that is that it is, in fact, the Bible itself. It is the Word of God. And since it is so special, then it deserves special attention and effort on our part. It's interesting, I think, to point out that God has always instructed His people to memorize His Word. You know, this is not something new. You know, this is not some Oh, well, they've dreamed up something new there at College View. Now we've got to memorize Scripture. They've come up with something that nobody's ever done before. Now, nobody's ever been expected to do this sort of thing before. That's not the case, actually. The fact of the matter is that God has historically expected His people to memorize His Word. In Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 18, Therefore shall you lay up these words Excuse me. Therefore shall you lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul, and bind them for a sign upon your hand, that they may be as frontlets between your eyes. We might talk here for a minute. We're going to comment again a little later in the lesson about this idea of frontlets. Uh, in the New Testament, reference is made to these and they're called phylacteries. And actually what it was was like a, and when he says frontlets between your eyes or on your hand, it was either a wristband or a headband. And on them, certain quotations from Scripture were either written on the band itself or rolled up in tiny pieces of parchment and attached to those headbands. That's what the frontlets were. And so, uh, the word was to be special to them. And, and these frontlets or phylacteries would serve as reminders of God's word to the people. Keep them constantly in their mind. Well, this was an external thing. Write them on these phylacteries or on these wristbands right? the word of God that was a reminder but what God really wanted them to do was lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul wouldn't you agree with me that that is effectively memorization he was expecting them to memorize his word lay them up in your heart and in your soul could I could I paraphrase that to the modern day wouldn't the frontlets, we don't wear headbands. Some people wear wristbands, but we don't typically wear those kind of things as a reminder. What we might do instead of frontlets between, maybe stuck on the refrigerator with a magnet. Stick these words of mine on the refrigerator with a magnet, but mainly lay them up in your heart. That's what you really need to do. And I think we should do the same. God expected it of the people back then, and I think certainly we can see that it was important And that's a lesson we can learn. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, especially to the leaders of Israel, Joshua in specific, he said, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. Joshua, as a leader of Israel, was encouraged to meditate on the Word of God continually. Somebody said, well, those are Old Testament verses, you know. Maybe so, in the Old Testament, people were expected to memorize Scripture. Could you prove it from the New Testament? I actually think we can. Let me suggest this verse to you. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. You know that verse because we use it a lot when we're talking about singing, not instrumental music. But notice the first part. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Would you agree with me that that suggests the notion of having it committed to memory? Having it in your mind, at ready, recall? And so, yes, I think we could say all of us can be benefited by memorizing and even should consider it something expected of a child of God. All right, so... Bible special ought to be it 's from god and he 's actually commanded historically that people should memorize his word. What would be the motivation and what would be some of the motivation I want to suggest to you several things that memorizing scripture will help us do but let 's make sure we have the right motivation we 're not memorizing just to be memorizing right? it 's not just to see who can can actually accomplish the technical memorization of the most verses of scripture that's not what we're about it's it's more than that i read an interesting story about a situation in russia back at the turn of the 20th century in the very early 1900s in the russian village of kolonikov there was a russian orthodox church there in that village and bible Bible school attendance really increased when the Orthodox priest began to give candy to the children when they accomplished memorization of different verses of Scripture. There was one student who was just outstanding at memorizing Scripture, a young boy named Nicky, and he memorized Scripture so well, in fact, he got a special award because he memorized Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John completely and could quote them verbatim. Now, he was doing that because he got rewarded for doing it. He got prizes. He got candy. You know who that Nikki was? Nikita Khrushchev, who was famous. Those of us who are older remember fearing him as the leader of communist Russia. He didn't memorize Scripture for any real, legitimate purpose. He memorized Scripture to get a prize. That's not what we're about. We need to have the right motivation to for memorizing Scripture, let me suggest you some of the reasons why we would want to. First of all, memorizing Scripture helps us overcome temptation. Really, I think, knowing the Scripture by heart is a primary resource in overcoming temptation. All of us are going to be tempted. We're going to be tempted every day. And the question could be asked, how are we going to resist when temptation comes? In Psalm 119, verse 9, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? There's the question. There's the actual question. How are you going to resist temptation? How shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Would you agree with me that that expression denotes memorizing? How are you going to keep a clean heart to do the right things? How are you going to overcome temptation? Hide God's word in your heart. How are you going to hide God's word in your heart? That has to come by memorization, right? And then, of course, we've got the beautiful example of Jesus Himself in Matthew chapter 4 when He was tempted by Satan. We've studied that text. We know He was tempted three times in three different ways. Three different forms of temptation came to Him. And in every instance, the way Jesus resisted that temptation and avoided sin was by quoting Scripture. It is written, He said. It is written. It is written. Each time, Satan tempted Him. He resisted that temptation by quoting scripture. So I believe definitely a great benefit of quoting, of memorizing scripture, being able to quote it, would be in overcoming temptation. I think knowing the scriptures well, having them committed to memory is going to help us make wise decisions. There's a lot of decisions to be made. Uh, A lot of things we have to choose between on a regular basis. If we make bad choices, we know we pay a price for that. If we make good choices, we reap the benefits. And spiritually, we will reap good benefits if we know God's Word well and it helps us choose wisely. In Psalm 119, verse 105, Thy Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Think of the symbolism of that statement. Have you ever been out on a really dark night trying to make your way uh, in an unfamiliar place? I mean, it's really dark. It's it's one of those nights that's so dark you can't hardly see your hand in front of your face. And you're stumbling and bumping into things. And it's it's actually sometimes quite scary. If you were out in the woods, for instance, and there's no moon and the sky is cloudy and dark and, and you can't see anything, it's scary. You can't see where to go. The Word of God provides a lamp to your feet, a light to your path. Spiritually, we don't have to be in that dark place. We can have our, our path illuminated so we can see where to go. That's a blessing. And so, Scripture memorization is going to help us make wise decisions, calling those things to mind when we're in specific situations. It's going to help us stay focused on spiritual things. Uh, Important to any goal is to stay focused on it. You've got to keep it in mind. You have to keep thinking about it. Of course, spiritual things, as we pointed out even last week in our lesson about spiritual goals for the new year, uh, spiritual goals should be top priority to us. And ultimately, the goal of going to heaven when we die should be very important. We've got to stay focused on that. We've got to keep it in our mind. And I believe that memorizing Scripture helps us to do that. going to go back to Deuteronomy again. This is not the same verse we looked at a minute ago, but it's, it's uh, almost identical. Deuteronomy 6, beginning verse 6, "...these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart." And then he goes on at verse 8 to say, "...thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes." I want to really concentrate here on that idea of frontlets between your eyes. Wouldn't that be something that kept you focused? And so remembering the Scriptures helps you stay focused. And that's what we need to do. We we need to have them right here, right before our eyes, constantly thinking about the Word of God and the important priorities we have in serving Him. It'll help, it'll help us stay focused on spiritual things. I believe memorizing Scriptures will help us deal with stress and hardship. Anybody here felt stressed recently? Felt like you've been dealing with some difficulties lately? Uh, my guess is everyone out here could raise their hand. Yeah, there, there are stressful things out there. There are some difficult times for all of us. What do you do when you feel stressed and when you have to deal with difficulties? Well, you need to fall back on the Scriptures. Fall back on the ones that you recall. Fall back on the Scriptures that you have memorized. Notice Psalm 119, verse 49. Remember the word to thy servant in which thou hast made me hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, that thy word has revived me. The psalmist actually said, your word has made me have hope. Your word is a comfort to me in affliction. It's revived me. We can have that same experience. In Isaiah 26, verse 3, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. We want that perfect peace, right? And so we need to have our mind stayed on God and on his word. Memorizing scripture will help us deal with stress and hardships. Memorizing scripture is certainly going to help us in teaching others. What do you want to talk about this morning? I want to talk about sports. You know, there's some big football games yesterday and some more today. You want to talk? I'm, yeah, I'll, I'll engage you in a discussion about football. We know the teams. We know the players.